This is the DFITZO Podcast, the show where we talk about all things training, nutrition and mindset to teach you the science and art of achieving a leanest body and living your most optimal life. I'm your host, Dashini Krishna. Let's get into it. Alright, what is up guys? Welcome back to the DFITZO Podcast. Um... I have so much to share with you guys. You know, this week has been really interesting for me. Um, I was also eye-opening. I I went uh, to a gym and, you know, in in Singapore and, you know, got to train with a couple of other trainers and really pushed it in the gym. Um, You know, when you're training alone at home, like, you know, I have been for the past couple of months, right? Um, You are really your only sort of cheerleader and person that is pushing you to get after it and this is kind of a thing with online coaching right which is why i feel like you know to a certain extent online coaching is more for the intermediate to more advanced clients who are you know really able to really understand what it takes for them to you know push themselves in the gym to you know execute with good form of course your coaches are there you know to receive the videos to receive and also to give you feedback, right, on the exercises and all of that that you're doing. But it was insanely helpful to just have somebody there to just tell me, okay, you can definitely lift heavier than that. Like, I was doing, like, Bulgarian split squats, which, as you guys know, is one of the most painful <laughs> single leg exercises. And when I do it at home, you know, I would just stick with, like, the heaviest weight. I mean that I have right at home and that's 15 kg I don't have a mirror I don't have all of that at home so I'll take a video on my phone so that I can you know go through it review it myself right um but even then it's not the kind of movement that I would push myself on right and and you know when you know when I was there in the gym working out for other trainers and you're just having them yell at you and shout at you and I know this is not the thing for everybody uh, but when it comes to intensity if you're not taking it to what is the required, you know, RPE and RIR, right? RPE is your, you know, rate of perceived exertion and RIR is your reps in reserve, right? So those two things are, um, in a sense, correlated, right? Um, inverse to each other. So your, your 10 RPE is a 0 RIR and, you know, 9 RPE is a, a 1 RIR and, and so on and so forth, right? So... If you guys have, you know, watched any videos online of, you know, bodybuilders or people that have really are really training to high intensity, training with high intensities in their workouts, right? So say a one to two RIR, right? Just go and Google like, you know, like mountain dogs, like videos and actually watch what they mean when they say it's one to two RIR, right? Or even what they they mean when they say zero RIR, you really be able to see that their zero RIR does not equate to your RIR and you definitely can still push it further. So I'll tell you what I did, okay? Normally, I would stick to 15 kg Bulgarian split squats at home. Yesterday, um, when I was in the gym, um, you know, I was challenged to, to take on like 20 kgs per side, right? So that's like 10 kg more, right? And when I hit 10 reps, you know, on, on, a, on one side, I was not allowed to stop because they still said I had more in me, right? So I kept going, kept going, I kept going. And I hit 16 reps per side. Fuck, 16 reps per side at 20 kg when at home I was doing 10 reps per side at 15 kg. If you do the math, if you do like, you know, volume, if you just count, right, reps times sets times load, 
it's much less than I'm actually managing to get at home. But the reason is because I'm not pushing myself to that same limit, to that same, you know, point of fatigue, right? Um, which I, I'm actually capable of, right? So, I mean, this is just just my little rant, you know, before I even dive into the Q&A for today, that make sure that you are really training to a high enough intensity, right? You know, we all know that, you know, when it comes to like effective reps for hypertrophy, right, it's the last five reps that count, right? So, you know, you, you would have heard, you know, people ask questions about, you know, can I do like, you know, like a low, like a low, what's it called? A low weight, high, high, like a, what's it called? Low, low weight, high rep kind of like training program. Um, is that better? Is that superior to, you know, um, high rep, uh, low rep, high weight? Okay, I'm totally missing, mixing this up. Uh, but you know, you get what I mean, right? Um, low weight on one side and high weight on the other side. And then high rep on one side, low, low rep on, on the other side, right? So people always ask these sorts of questions. What is the best sort of training um, style, you know, training like rep scheme and all these different things. But the point is that, I mean, we could go into this in another um, episode, right? But it is that last few um, reps that really actually contribute to hypertrophy or muscle growth. So what this means is, if you're doing 15 reps, right, and say that 15 reps is really to failure, only that last five reps of that 15 reps are actually, actually really contributing. Yes, the 10 reps before that help bring you up to that level of fatigue, you know, and contribute to you reaching that point. But it's that last five reps that really count, that really matter, right? So when you are training like lower reps or even like, you know, the you know standard hypertrophy reps, like sort of like 8 to 12, 8 to 15 kind of reps, um, you know, the end of that set, right, of each set is really where you are maximizing it. Right. But if you are leaving so much on the table, like I was, right, then you're actually not even reaching that point. Right. So can you imagine if this compounds over weeks, over months, right, over years, and you're wondering how come you're not making enough progress in the gym? Um you have your answer. This you're not training hard enough, right? Uh and you know, this is why I encourage you guys, right, that if you have a solid training program, that's one, that's step one, right? Step two is to be meticulous. Look at your training logs every single week. This is what I do, right? What you need to do is look at the weight, look at the rep schemes that you managed the week before, right? If it's, uh, you know, basically a sort of uh, the same rep, the same number of sets, the same number of reps that your, that your coach has programmed for you, then in terms of weight, you know, that needs to go up, right? If it's like, you know, a linear program that has already been programmed for you, then you follow that accordingly. But, you know, there's always something that needs to be increasing to continue to challenge yourself, right? Because if not, then you're always going to be stuck at that level that you're at now. If now you can do 10 push-ups and next week you go into the gym and you only wrap out 10 push-ups again, then you're not growing. You are literally remaining the same, right? So, okay, yes. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, I am gonna dive into the q a for today so i really want to encourage you guys to you know drop your q a questions for me in the podcast request form um i'll be happy to take all, all your q a's um today i, I want to talk about these three questions that came up in my conversation with my with my brother and my sister-in-law um just yesterday so my brother is sort of starting 
you know, his transformation, he has, he's realised that he's a little on the heavier side and he wants to make a change now into his lifestyle. So I'm helping him out with, you know, with training, with nutrition. So that that's really awesome to see this change in mindset and this change in just desire to, to make this change, right? And, you know, he's always been someone that, you know, has had a personal trainer before. Uh, I think nutrition is something that is really new for him. And the, the questions that, you know, I get from them and questions that my sister-in-law asks are definitely questions that I feel that everybody could benefit from. Um, they also follow, you know, my journey. They follow the things that I'm doing. So, you know, it's going to be relevant for you guys as well. Okay, so let's dive into it. The first one, why do you need to cut and bulk? right? Didn't you just put on muscle? Why are you cutting now? Okay, so this is a question that my sister-in-law asked me because I, I, I was trying to explain to her that, you know, right now I'm going through a cutting phase, uh, meaning I'm in a calorie deficit um, and I'm trying to lose fat, right? Um, and to answer this question, right, you know, going into dedicated phases of nutritional periodization, right? So this is what it is, right? It's a, it's a period where you're doing and you're having a different focus, right? So a cut and a bulk, the, 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 I mean, you can call it something else, you can call it a gain or whatever, whatever you prefer, right? Um, the focus of that period, of that phase is different, right? So for example, in, in, the, in the gaining phase, you know, your purpose is to put on as much muscle as possible, right? You're going to put on weight, right? You're going to put on a little bit of fat. Um, you know, depending on how you, you actually manage your macros, you know, you could put on a lot of fat, right? Uh, but if you are mindful, if you know what to look out for, you can definitely try to you know go the lean gain approach where you actually are putting on weight, putting on muscle, and putting on as little fat as you can, right? While the 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 focus of a cut, right, um, is really to you know of course bring your weight down, but also more than that to actually lower your your body fat percentage on your body or your the amount of body fat on your body, right? Um, so this is important because it's just not sustainable to be in a deficit year round. I mean, especially if, you know, you have been training for a long, longer period of time, right? So if you're not a newbie, if you are not detrained, um, if you're not obese, right? So those are the three categories, right? Where it may not be necessary for you to go into a cut or a bulk right away. Because honestly, when you are just getting into things, right? You know, you guys have heard of newbie gains before. You're going to benefit from that. Um, it is the start of your fitness journey of you taking things seriously and, you know, trying to do things. And, right, and just by, you know, just by working a bit more, um, you know, you are going to get this, like, recomp effect where, you know, maybe your weight stays stagnant, but you're actually losing fat, gaining muscle at the same time. So you're actually going to be looking much better, right? You know, your clothes are going to fit better. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel stronger. All these different things um, which are associated with uh, body recomposition, right? But for the average person that has been training for, you know, maybe a period of time to so say like one and a half years, two years or more than that, right? You know, it's just not sustainable to be in a deficit year round, right? Because you can't just be putting your body into a diet, 24-7, 365 days um, a year, right? So her question, didn't you just put on muscle? Like, you know, why are you cutting now? Like, what are you actually cutting? And to answer this question, I kind of already alluded to it just now. Um, but basically what happens is when you are going into a bulk, right? You know, you are actually putting on 
um, muscle and fat, right? I mean, you want to put on as much muscle as you can while limit the amount of fat you are putting on. But it is inevitable, right? It's inevitable that you will put on uh, fat, right? And, you know, you can't really control, you can't tell your body to, okay, like, I just want to put on all the muscle in the world. I don't want to put on any fat. Thanks a lot. Like, it's not gonna, it doesn't work that way. And it's inevitable. So you need to accept it that you're gonna put on fat in that process, okay? So, to give you guys a bit of um, sort of numbers in your head, right? Um, you know, really what like sustainable weight changes looks like, right? Um, I would say fat loss, about one to two pounds of fat lost per week um, and 0.5 pounds of muscle gain per week, right? So if you, you know, multiply this across the span of the year, um, for the first year, for your newbie gains year, you can expect to lose about 50 to 100 pounds of fat or gain 20 to 25 pounds of muscle, right? Um, as you progress, that's year one. As you progress year two, year three, year four and onwards, right? It's going to be harder and harder for you to put on muscle, right? You're going to be have to be more dialed in, more dedicated. There's going to be a bit more focus on your training program, um, on all these different things to actually continue to make sure that you are progressing in the gym. So year two, you know, the amount of muscle that you're going to put on is going to almost half, right? Into 10 to 12 pounds of muscle, right? Year three, half again, five to six pounds of muscle. And year four, half again, two to three pounds of muscle on and onwards. And, you know, as you get leaner, as you get, you know, as you get more trained, doing this for a longer time, it's going to be harder and harder, which is why, you hear a lot of coaches in the industry, a lot of people that have been doing this forever, right? Talk about, oh, I put on, you know, this much muscle this year. And it sounds extremely little. Um, but at the same time, you know, now that I've explained this to you, that actually putting on just that bit more m- amount of muscle actually took a fuck a lot amount of work, right? It wasn't like, you know, given to them. It was really, really earned and worked out for, okay? Um... When it comes to fat loss, right, you know, fat loss is really typically tied to, you know, your body weight, typically tied to, you know, excess body fat that you have, right? So an obese individual who has, you know, just packing on a lot of pounds, right, can tolerate like a larger deficit and can manage, you know, a greater rate of loss, much more sustainably than someone who is already, you know, leaner to begin with, right? So, I mean, rate of fat loss, I mean, I kind of give you guys numbers just now, but like, I also like to look at it in terms of percentage, so about 0.5 to 1% body weight per week of loss if you are in, a, I would say, like moderate deficit, right? Of course, these numbers are not set in stone, right? They're going to differ for the, for the different individual, right? Um, based on so many different things. Uh, but that's just a ballpark figure. Um, so you can imagine if somebody is, you know, 100 kg, they can easily drop, you know, like easily, like... 500 grams to about a kilo of body weight per week. If everything is dialed in, right? This is if everything is dialed in. It is so possible, right? But if you're talking about someone that is much lighter, someone that's half that weight, right? So someone that's maybe 50 kg, right? Then for them, they're only going to be losing like say 0.25 to 0.5 you know, kg of body weight per week when they are in a moderate deficit, right? And this is, you know, this is actual like, fat loss that I'm trying to talk about while maintaining and holding on to your muscle. Um, So I'm really removing all of your other uh, fluctuations that you might see from, you know, 
food in your system, from um, <laughs> water retention, right? From your changes in, you know, the salt intake and all these different things. Um, you know, so that's a number that is realistic, that is sustainable, I would say. Um, and that's something to keep in mind, right? But, you know, just so we are clear, not everybody, again, needs to go right into a cut or a bulk. It really depends um, on on where they're at in their journey, right? Um, I personally, when I program for clients or when I bring, you know, new online coaching clients on, um, really the first month plus is not even talking about any form of periodization. It's literally working on your habits, working on sort of a health kind of primer phase where, you know, we're making sure that they are, you know, hitting all their training sessions, getting all their steps in, sleeping well, right, that their biofeedback is in a healthy place, that they are, you know, training to the right intensity, that their food is filled with, like, nutrient-dense foods, right, um, they're hitting their protein goals, um, all these different things before we continue to fine-tune and, you know, make changes. But if if all those things aren't dialed in, it's very hard. It's kind of like how I like to explain it. You're like on a, on a boat out in the ocean, right? And you have a cannon on the boat and you're trying to like aim for something. But every time, you know, you try to launch the cannon, like your boat just like shakes and like, you know, just like moves back in a different direction because it's an unstable base, right? So until you get that stable base, that stable footing, um, for your training, for your nutrition, for your habits, for your lifestyle, it's going to be very difficult to make changes, right? And honestly, a lot of people coming on are going to see great results. Not like, it's not going to be like like life-changing results, but it's going to be, you're going to see good results. You're going to see, you know, um, yourself like lean out a little bit more, um, feel stronger, feel all these different things, right? Be more aware of the foods that you're eating just from that first month, just from making those changes right away, okay? All right, so I talked quite long about that question. Um, let's go on. I have two more questions, okay? The next one. Um, this is actually from a client. Um, so her question was, why is my program the same across weeks, right? So this is a good question. Um, honestly, this is something that I wish I would have known when I was starting out. Probably... Probably, um, I don't know whether you guys can hear the chickens that my neighbor has next door, but okay, roosters, I mean. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, this is really one of the, the things that I wish that I had known earlier in my own journey. I think when I was starting out, I really went to the gym, you know, did random workouts, did like, I did goblet squats one day, I did lunges the next day, um, and then the next week I would do whatever I felt like doing. There was no structure, there was no plan, there was nothing, right? Um, I didn't, you know, progress the weights, you know, across the weeks, I didn't, you know, know how to switch up exercises, and um, after a period of time, I didn't really know what at all constituted programming, right? Um, and really, I think this was one thing that really helped my progress back. Um, even if I had a very basic-ass program, like, 10 years ago, I'm 100% sure I would not be where I am right now. I would be way ahead of it. Um, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is that, you know, we know this now, right? So let's make the most of this knowledge now and actually make better decisions going forward, right? So why is my program the same across weeks? 
your program is the same across weeks because switching up your exercises too often just means that you know you are sort of just creating variation right with variation and you know novelty um it is stimulative in the short term right um but this means that you know you are giving your body giving yourself a new exercise that maybe you're not familiar with this will lead to you you know firstly not knowing what weights to use you might just even be fumbling through the exercises you don't know what weight to pay you're you're going to be maybe you're going to end up lowering the weight just because you know you're trying to get the exercise right um essentially lowering your force production right or the amount of like tension that your body is able to take on from an exercise but if you would have picked say an exercise that you know you're familiar with that you have done for the past 5 years whatever the exercise is you know that okay i know that i can load this and i can perform this movement well and next week i can come in and i can do it again and i can up the weight and i can still have execute with solid form which which person do you think is going to get better results the person that is constantly changing the exercise every week and trying to start from scratch every single week or the person that you know does the same exercise you know week after week um say every monday he does the same workout for a period of time right um obviously that person that you know has some form of structure is going to see better results because she doesn't need to relearn the movement every week right um the technical practice that she had the week before you know would mean that she's more efficient now um she's able to you know challenge herself produce more force right have better mind muscle connection which essentially all these things add together it's going to lead to better results um in the medium and long term right so I mean, this question says you know the same across weeks, but how I like to do it is such that the program is gonna be similar for the six to eight week block. So it's a meso cycle, um, six to eight week meso cycle. It's gonna be similar, right? You know, we'll likely switch things up after that. Your main lifts, you know, so whatever lifts you're working on, your squats, deadlifts, um, you know, any any pressing and pulling movements, those things might. be similar but then I'll switch up your accessory exercises just to give you that you know excitement and that fun and that you know just reduce the boredom <laughs> essentially right i mean because i mean as much as specificity and overload are key principles to hypertrophy thanks a lot dr mike israel um the og of like hypertrophy training as much as those things are important there is still an element of um fun and ad- adherence and enjoyment that is important as well right so like how i like to say um to like any coaches out there listening is sort of like you know give your clients what they need but sprinkle in what they want right what they need is you know they don't know what they need right you know what they need you're a coach right give them what they need and throw in a little bit of the things that you know I'm going to keep them going, right? That you know that they that they enjoy that you know, I'm going to keep them excited to show up to the gym, right? So that's how I would look at it. And the truth is when it comes to especially programming for a beginner, like the this concept of like momentum of like consistency of the program across a period of time, honestly can continue for weeks and months and even years, right? It doesn't you don't need to overcomplicate things and it doesn't need to change so freaking often, right? So keep you know a uh, 4 to 6 to 8 week sort of like meso cycle and then focus on just your improving your main lifts across uh more than one meso cycle and then maybe just switch up your ex- accessory exercises 
um, just to keep things fun, keep things like stimulated, stimulating, right, for the client, right? Um, yeah, so that's more or less um, it. Um, but really the focus, like, you know, I mentioned is technique, is overload, um, you know, across this period of time, okay? Um, yeah, I hope that answers it. All right, the last question that we have for today is, so if I eat protein, I'll build muscle, right? <laughs> um, okay, so my brother asked me this question. Um, and yes, right? I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand why they even need to eat protein and don't realize how, how they are actually under-eating protein, how much they are actually under-eating protein, right? So your body needs protein for... Protein, essentially, after it's, it's broken down, it's broken down into amino acids. Amino acids are essentially the building blocks of your body. Your body needs it for, like, every damn thing, every single, like, sort of process that you can think of, you know, creating, like, I don't know, like, you know, generating, like, tissues, you know, keeping, like, your blood flowing... It's simple things like that, making your hair grow, right? Your nails grow. Um, so many, so many like basic ass like processes in your body requires protein. Um, that it is an essential macronutrient, right? And I mean, it's it has of course benefits when it comes to training. Um, I'm going to link below the the deep dive um sort of like study that I did on protein, so you guys can like dig into that if you want. Uh, but essentially, yes, you need to eat protein and it's definitely going to help you to build and retain muscle. Uh, but it is not the only thing. And it's not as simple as saying that, you know, I eat protein, I'm going to build muscle. It doesn't work that way. I've had clients before that, you know, have come on and are more ready to to change their nutrition, to drink protein powders and all of that, that uh, but not not ready to train, right? Um very upfront, I'll tell them that, you know, if that's the case, like, and your goal is primarily to put on muscle, to put on weight, right? Because maybe they come on and they are really a bit like on the lighter side of things, really, really light, Um, then you need to train hard and you need to, you know, push yourself in the gym, right? You can't just expect to, you know, eat protein and build muscle. It doesn't work that way. Exercise is the primary stimulus with the greatest impact, um, you know, on muscle growth and strength, right? So... I mean, you know, even for people that, you know, have been training and, you know, now they're going through a period of detraining, right? Meaning like they're not training at all. Uh, research has shown that, you know, a high protein diet alone doesn't appear to, you know, really reduce the drops in muscle size and function. Meaning that, you know, if they're eating the high protein diet and they're not training, you know, it is inevitable that their muscle size and function is going to reduce, right? So to answer your question, yes, you need to train and you need to train hard. Um, and you need to eat protein at the same time because training is what, you know, sends a signal to your body to, you know, to hold on and to build muscle, right? Especially if you are, hold on to it, especially if you are going into a deficit to eat protein um, and to keep that at a certain level. Uh, but even if you are in a gaining phase to also eat, you know, protein, but to train hard as well, right? You know, people like to say it's like 80% nutrition, 20% training, but it's really not. It's really 100% nutrition, 100% training. The self different uh, purposes but if you put them together can you imagine that like you'll be definitely maximizing your result maximizing you know um, you know optimizing your your body composition really um, and yeah so 
I hope this helps. Um, it's quick quick Q&A um, for this week. Um, if you guys have like any other questions, feel free to drop them over to me. I plan to be doing a couple more Q&A. It's a bit more like different styles coming up, like a bit overrated, underrated kind of Q&As as well. I think that would be quite fun to like switch things up. Um, yeah, otherwise, you know, if you guys have any other questions, let me know um, if, you know, you want, you know, one-on-one help on your own physique, on your own transformation. Um, you know, that's exactly what I do, right? Uh, drop, I'm going to drop the link um, to, the bar, oh, to the bio. <laughs> I'm going to drop the application link below. Oh my gosh, I'm referring to like the Instagram bio. Okay, I'm going to drop the link to the application below, right? So if that's you, um, you know, fill it up. We'll get on a call, see if you're a good fit. And, you know, come up with a program with, you know, something that, you know, suits you, right? And to incorporate all of these different, you know, slightly more advanced techniques to get you you know, results that are more than average, which is what we do here for the average person. All right. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, hope you guys have a great week ahead. All right. Stay safe. Ciao. All right. That wraps it up for this episode of the DFitzel podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please leave a five-star review if you haven't already. They help a lot more than you know. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to connect or jump in my inbox. I'm going to link all of these things below so you know how to reach me. I'd love to get connected with you and help you out in any way that I can. All right, that's it from me. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon.